Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind Healthy Life the podcast that explores the facets of holistic well-being and empowers you to embrace a life of optimal health and the happiness so i'm your host avik and i'm thrilled to have a very special guest with us today dr erin ellis so welcome to the show doctor thank you so much for having me today great great so uh, before we start i'll definitely love to mention this to all of our listeners that uh, dr erin is a naturopathic medical doctor and the brilliant mind behind the hope natural health podcast so with a focus on women's health from a naturopathic perspective her podcast is a captivating blend of conventional insights and evidence based knowledge so each episode runs for about like 30 minutes so allowing ample time to delve deep into the essence of topics related to the well-being so uh, like as a naturopathic medical doctor she brings a unique and holistic approach to her work emphasizing the interconnections of mind body and the spirit so through her podcast she educates inspires and empowers her listeners to take charge of their health and make informed decisions to achieve a harmonious and a fulfilling life so get ready to be enlightened and inspired as we journey through the realms of holistic well-being with the brilliant dr ellis so her insights and expertise are sure to leave a lasting impact on your pursuit of a healthy mind and a healthy life so stay tuned for this captivating episode as we delve deep into this world of natural health evidence based approaches and the wisdom of holistic well-being so welcome to the show again ellis thank you great great so uh, like uh, just to start with like uh, i have few things in my mind like when we are talking about uh, a very great topic which is about balancing the hormones through the nourishment um, and also about the healthy eating so what are some of the common signs of hormonal imbalance that uh, individuals should be aware of and how can a nutrition play a role in restoring the balance yeah so symptoms can range anywhere from you're tired to poor sleep to weight gain to brain fog and then if we're speaking specifically to period or menstruation symptoms like pms we'll get cramps bloating uh you know heavy periods decreased libido things like that that are signs that something's not balanced. So basically what I like to tell patients is 
your symptoms are messages. So if something's going on that doesn't feel right, or you don't feel normal, or you have this ache, or you have that pain, or you're yawning more than you should, or you're not sleeping, like something's going on. So we need to dive a little bit deeper and figure out what that is. Okay. Okay. Understood. Understood. So like hormonal health is also crucial for overall well-being. So how can we use natural approaches like the dietary changes to support and maintain the uh, like the hormonal harmony yeah so three things that i think would be helpful are one making sure we get enough fiber most uh americans i'm i'm in a, uh if this i think this is uh us based um but if not i mean i'm sure there's listeners outside of the country but right. in the us most americans are under eating Fiber, we get about maybe 10 to 15 grams of fiber in our diet, but fiber is super important for hormone metabolism, for liver metabolism, for our bowel movements um, and proper excretion of, you know, toxins and chemicals, et cetera. So I recommend getting at least 25 to 30 grams of fiber a day. And it's really hard to attain that unless you're eating beans or tons of vegetables. Um, Some fruits can have a good amount of fiber in it too. So just being mindful of how much fiber you're actually consuming because it's not a high amount of a macronutrient in our standard American diet here. Second would be watching inflammatory foods. And some of the most common inflammatory foods would be gluten, dairy, sugar, processed foods, fast foods, um, seed oils, hydrogenated oils. uh, And I think I said sugar, but probably sugar is like the main, like a a big one in addition to gluten. Those are probably like my top two uh, inflammatory foods. So just being mindful of how much of those foods we're consuming because the inflammation can further worsen um, some of the symptoms that we're already having, specifically PMS symptoms. And then a third would be... Hmm, I forgot my third one. Uh, inflammatory foods. I totally spaced what the third one was. Um, okay. Sorry, you're gonna probably have to edit, edit this part. Um, and the question was, how can we balance or help balance hormones with uh, nutrition? Cool. Let's. Well, shoot. Um, okay, we'll say nutrition wise. I mean, it, it, I guess it falls in the in the realm of nutrition, but that's making sure that we're hydrated. Uh, mm. Hydration is key, and that's water. And water comes from literally just water. It doesn't include, you know, the ice that's in your cocktail. It doesn't include the ice that's in your iced tea. It um, doesn't include iced tea. It includes pure water. So a good recommendation is at least half your body weight in ounces of water a day to fully help, you know, hydrate you. I live in Arizona, so we actually need a lot more water here because we live in the desert. It's very hot. We're sweating a lot. So if you live in an area where, you know, it's a, it's a warmer climate, or even if you're a super active person, that's also going to require your body to have a little bit more water, but the hydration is key to help us flush out toxins, um, you know, even hydrate us so that we can have proper bowel movements, et cetera. It's also going to nourish the brain. Um, I mean, 80% of our brain is made up of water. So if we're not consuming adequate amounts of hydration a day, then we're going to be little dried up prunes inside. So those are my top three tips, fiber, reducing inflammatory foods, and then making sure we're properly hydrated. Got it. Got it. Got it. So, so like, um, 
when we're talking about the foods uh, part as well so certain foods are also uh, often associated with the hormonal health so could you share some of the key nutrients uh, and maybe the food groups that are particularly beneficial for balancing the hormones yeah so we want to get um plenty of antioxidants like flavonoids things like that that mainly come from um vegetables and fruits um apples are a really good uh source of of that and it can be helpful at um re- actually reducing acne is a, is a fun tip with with an apple and a truly an apple a day does keep the doctor away so yeah. apples are a good source um and then i would recommend uh like the little micronutrients that are found in our green leafy vegetables, like uh, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, the the brassica family, um, those are really uh, nutrient dense in something called DIM, which is helpful for metabolizing estrogen and reducing like inflammatory um, estrogen that we have in our body. So a lot of vegetables um, and then even, you know, berries. I'm not a huge fan of like the high glycemic foods or fruits, which could be you know, watermelons, mangoes, bananas. I mean, those are fine in moderation, but sticking with berries and um, apples uh, and that nature would be your best bet um, for nutrition. Okay. Okay. Understood. So um, also, uh, so many individuals uh, struggle with the hormonal fluctuations during different stages of the life, such as uh, the puberty, pregnancy, menopause. So there are a lot more. So how can a well-balanced diet help ease of these situations or the transitions? Yes. So it's kind of what I alluded to uh, in the beginning when I was talking about inflammation. So um, insulin plays a role in our hormones. So if we're eating a lot of sugar that can contribute to insulin, it's going to further increase our insulin. That's therefore going to inhibit our estrogen, which is therefore going to make our PMS symptoms um, a little bit worse. Uh, we also tend to have like for menstruating women, a dip in, in estrogen right before our, uh, menstrual cycle. So that dip in the estrogen with the insulin causes us to want crappy foods, mainly feeding ourselves with foods that are more comforting, uh, you know, more inflammatory, but that's really only going to increase our symptoms and, and cause more hormone imbalance down the road. Um, if we have a poor diet with, you know, a lot of the inflammatory foods, processed foods, et cetera, and we don't have a lot of, you know, liver support or liver nourishing foods like those cruciferous vegetables and fruits and things like that, we're going to not help our liver metabolize some of our hormone out. Um, our liver is metabolizing everything that we put in our body. Um, and on our body, what we're inhaling, and then even vitamins and, you know, supplements, medications, things like that. But it's also metabolizing our hormones. So if we don't have proper nutrition across the board, therefore, we're going to have more, you know, stagnation or, or liver congestion, um, that's going to result in an excess of hormones that, that can definitely wreak havoc on the way we feel, you know, day by day. Okay, okay. So hormonal imbalances can impact the mental and the emotional health also. So are there any specific foods or uh, the dietary patterns that can help alleviate the mood swings or uh, support the emotional well-being? I'm sorry, can you, was that a question or was that a, I didn't, 
no no so i'm i'm just saying like hormonal imbalance can uh, im- i mean not can definitely it impacts the mental and the emotional health so are there any specific food or dietary patterns that can help us alleviate that mood swings and also support the emotional well-being Yes, yeah, so magnesium is really good at that. Magnesium is is something that we we need for um proper well really for tons hundreds of different metabolic processes in the body. So when I say that like getting from you know point A to point B in the bo- in the body, we need various vitamins. Magnesium is one of those. So you can find magnesium in really chocolate. So that's something that women do crave, you know, around their menstrual cycle. And that's probably why you want the magnesium that can definitely balance the mood. Um, B vitamins are also super, super important, but most people are deficient. And unless you're eating, you know, oysters, clams, liver, things like that, even cruciferous vegetables, but you have to eat a ton of them. We're just not getting enough. So I always recommend supplementation of, of even magnesium too and B vitamins, but usually when, when patients come to me, you know, outside of, of hormones and they suffer from, uh, you know, anxiety or depression or just, you know, blah feelings. Um, they're, they're usually deficient in those nutrients. Vitamin D is another one, which, uh, I, I mean, I'm in sunny state of Arizona and we see the sun all the time. And I would say probably 90, 95% of my patients are vitamin D deficient. Um, so, you know, making sure you get your levels checked because that definitely does play a role in it. That's another vitamin that's not super, rich in our diet. Um, A lot of people are like, oh, I drink my milk. Well, the milk (laughs) is kind of counter counterintuitive or can, you know, can go against that because it's got a lot of hormones and antibiotics if you're, if you're drinking the, you know, cow's milk. So keep that in mind. Um, Vitamin D, vitamin B and magnesium, I would say are probably like the top three nutrients that can help the emotional mental component. Okay. Okay. Understood. So, um, like we often hear about the importance of gut health in relation to the hormonal balance as well. So how does our gut microbe uh, influence hormones? So anything you can say? Yeah. So our gut influences literally everything, not just hormones, but I would say our overall health, 80% of your immune system is found in your gut. Hmm. So most people have, a, you know, some sort of leaky gut, which means that we're not absorbing things as well as we should. We might be more prone to food sensitivities, um, et cetera. So that can wreak havoc on our body as a whole, even our hormones um, too. And a lot of things can get metabolized in our gut as well. So there's the gut brain connection. If we have any mental emotional component, we're always looking at, at the gut. Like what are we feeding the gut? It all goes back to the nutrition and how important that is to, you know, eat whole foods, reduce the inflammation, reduce the gluten, reduce the sugar, and really be mindful of the things that you're putting in your mouth. Um, also making sure that we have, you know, good beneficial bacteria, um, to counterbalance any bad, you know, bad, uh, micro, bad probiotics or, you know, the little bugs in the gut. So most people don't have enough of the good and we have plenty of the bad. So that can cause, you know, dysbiosis, which means, you know, unbalanced gut microbiome. So, you know, nourishing with, again, with, you know, vegetables and, and, and things like that, a lot of fiber can help with that. And oftentimes we might need a probiotic, but not everyone needs a probiotic. And if you have something going on with your gut, you know, I highly recommend getting that checked out or, you know, consulting with your, with your doctor first, but um, yeah, the gut plays, you know, a huge role in the way we feel overall. Okay. 
understood so uh, the modern diet can be uh, high in processed foods and refined sugars so which can contribute to hormonal imbalances so how can we transition a more hormone supportive diet in today's fast paced world it's hard um i think my first recommendation would just be to be aware of what we're eating a lot of times we choose foods because it's out of habit and it's like oh, okay i'm busy here at work i don't have time to prepare so i'm going to go pick up whatever's you know quick and easy this if you, if you're busy and you don't have time to prepare i highly recommend pulling up the menu online and looking at the nutritional facts you will be blown away with how unhealthy some of these healthy foods appear if you're eating on the go so just being mindful of actually what you're consuming i think would be the the first step i I recommend a lot of my patients track their foods for a few days to see what they're eating um, because it can really be eye-opening as far as, you know, one, how many calories we're getting, two, how, how much protein we're getting, which most people are under eating protein, and then three, how many carbohydrates we're getting. We're, as We as women like to eat carbs, and you can also track, you know, how much sugar you're intaking as well. And if you're if you're in a habitual state of a routine and you're always going to, you know, reach for that soda around two o'clock because you work from home and that's just a habit, I challenge you to disrupt it um, and say, you know what? I don't really know why I need the soda. What is the soda going to do for me? Is it more of a habit or, you know, is it just something that I absolutely need? You don't need the soda. So maybe that is something you replace with a glass of water or maybe a cup of tea or something that can actually benefit your hormones and your overall health rather than making it just a habitual thing. Same thing with, you know, getting off work and, and having that glass of wine. Do you really need that glass of wine? It's only going to further contribute to inflammation and, and impact your liver, et cetera. So just being mindful, I think is the, is, is my best recommendation. We're all busy. Give yourself grace. You don't need to be perfect every single day, but if you make small changes here and there, it's going to make a huge impact on your health long-term. Right. Got it. So like beyond diet, are there other lifestyle factors that can complement hormonal balance and enhance the overall effectiveness of a healthy eating plan? Absolutely. So exercise and sleep are probably the other two. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got to move the body. And I'm not saying like go do, you know, yeah. crazy intensity workouts or, you know, boot camp or run a marathon. You literally can just walk. I think walking is probably the most underrated exercise that we have. And it's so powerful for our hormones in general. Um, and if you're walking, you likely are outside. And so you're getting some sun and that sun will help boost your mood. It will help your adrenals, et cetera. So it'll help lessen the stress response that you know we all have. And then yeah. second would be sleep. Um, sleep is something that I've never compromised and I recommend that nobody compromises, even though, you know, we're busy and we've got to get a lot done. You're not going to function at your full capacity if you don't get enough sleep. And more importantly, you're not going to give your body the chance to do what it needs to do. Yeah. If you're not sleeping in a link, you know, with enough time. So I recommend quality over quantity. So definitely making sure you're getting quality sleep. If you have no idea how your sleep is, you know, purchase a tracker. iWatches can track, Fitbits can track, Aura Rings, um, Whoops, things like that can track your sleep to see really how you're sleeping because, you know, deep sleep is important. REM sleep is important and even light sleep is important. So just trying to see how we're sleeping 
Um, and if you have issues with sleep, that's not okay either. So making sure that you, you know, check with your doctor and be like, Hey doc, I can't sleep, uh, you know, and, and, and try and get to the root of it rather than, you know, medicating yourself to sleep. Okay. Got no, that's, that's definitely true. So as, as a naturopath medical, uh, naturopathic medical doctor, you work, uh, like holistically. So could you share any lifestyle tips? stress management techniques or uh, self-care practices that complement a hormone balancing diet? Yes. So I would recommend really trying to focus on how do you manage stress? Um, I've met a lot of women that come to me and they're like, well, my doctor told me I had to go do this and I had to go do this and I needed to go do whatever it is, but it didn't work for, for me. And I said, okay, well, that's fine. What will work for you? So find a hobby, you know, find if, if journaling is something that you like to do, even writing, singing, dancing, um, whatever you can do to get yourself, your brain out of your day-to-day activities, especially for busy moms that have kids. It's like, you need time to yourself. And it doesn't have to be an hour. It could be 10 minutes, like lock yourself in the bathroom and take that 10 minutes to yourself to do something that really fills your cup. Um, Stress is usually the underlying culprit of so many health conditions and imbalances that I see on a day-to-day basis. And I can't tell you what to do. I can just give you the recommendations. I mean, you can't get rid of your kids. We oftentimes can't just quit our job. Your husbands aren't really going anywhere. So we have to figure out how can we manage the stress. Sometimes, you know, it'll be exercise for you. Oftentimes, it'll be... um, you know, self-care, like taking a bath or maybe getting a massage. Again, those things you don't really do, you know, massage and pedicures and things like that aren't something you can do every day. So we've got to fill the other days with things that we can, you know, like reading or music or whatever the case may be. I always say, you know, what is something that you would do every single day if you didn't have to work? And then they'll say, oh, okay, I would probably paint. All right, we'll try and fit painting in or even do like an adult coloring book. It's it's similar and it might be a little bit quicker than whipping out the paint. But, you know, whatever it is for you, I think that would be the best, you know, start to helping manage that stress and balancing the hormones long term. Got it. Got it. So <clears throat> great. Thank you uh, for sharing uh your insights and knowledge with us and joining us on this enlightening journey through the world of hormonal balance and the transformative power of healthy eating. So we yeah. hope, we, yeah. So like, I believe like uh, this episode with Dr. Uh, Ellis has definitely provided with all our listeners with the valuable insights and the practical tips to embrace a life of harmonious well-being. So as we conclude, uh, listeners always remember that nourishing your body with wholesome foods is not only essential for hormonal health, but also for uh, like overall vitality and the longevity. So small changes in your diet and lifestyle can make a significant difference in restoring hormonal balance and promoting a healthier mind and a body. So thank you so much for joining. And until next time, take care, stay healthy and continue to prioritize your well-being for a life filled with abundance, joy, and the vitality. Thank you so much. Thank you.